Welcome to the WriterFest podcast, where we celebrate writers of book, song, and film. Those magical, mysterious minds who pen the books we read, the songs we sing along to, and the shows and films we binge. I'm your host, Amy McConnell, publishing veteran, book doctor, and author. Today, I'm happy to introduce my friend Paige Allen, director of Ingram Spark, Ingram Content Group's self-publishing platform. Most recently, Paige served as COO of the Horton Group, a web design and digital marketing agency in Nashville. Prior to that, she was Senior Manager of Digital Content and International Communications for the Customer Solutions Division of Assuron. Writers and readers curious about the publishing industry are going to love this episode. Welcome to the WriterFest podcast studio, Paige Allen, Director of Ingram Spark. Thank you. So happy to be here, Amy. You know, it's really special that we get to occupy the same space as Ingram, I think, <laughs> here in Nashville, right? Yeah, especially being a native to Nashville. You like, you know, you know the the role that the Ingram family has played, um, a part of Nashville and Tennessee history. So yeah, it's a pretty big deal. <laughs> it is. And I honestly, because I kind of, you know, spent a lot of years in the trade book publishing industry. Mm-hmm. So Ingram was a client of ours. And so when I would fill out a profit and loss statement for a potential project. Mm-hmm. I would have to enter in a number that I knew Ingram would yeah. sell. Or <laughs> I knew Ingram would sell. <laughs> I hoped Ingram <laughs> would sell of a given book. So for me, it was always sort of, you know, a given that Ingram existed here and was a client and um, and that was important in the trade book industry. But not until recently when I read The Family Business mm-hmm. by Keel Hunt, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which I, I guess was sort of like a celebration It was. Book it was. It was an anniversary book, uh, anniversary book. So, yeah, it was great. Um, I haven't made my way all the way through it, so congrats to you that you have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am such a nerd when it comes to book publishing. Yeah, yeah. I always want to read everything about it. Yeah. Um, you know, read all the dailies and the industry news and things like that. But mm-hmm. I tore through it and loved hearing about the role that Ingram has played in the innovation mm-hmm. of the book and a book pub- the publishing industry. And a huge piece of that story is Ingram what you, Spark. Ingram yeah. Spark. Exactly. Yeah. Which I think when I first became aware of it. It was called Lightning Source back in the day. So will you tell us just like for for those of us who like want to know more about this, will you tell us a little bit about the history of Ingram Spark and like where what the space it occupies in the landscape of publishing? Yeah. So Ingram Spark is still a part of the parent co- company of Lightning Source. Lightning Source founded um, uh, the the POD model, so that's the print on demand model, right? So um, basically, we can print a book anywhere around the world um, through either our facilities based out of the US, UK, AU, but we also have um, global partners, right? In which we have print facilities as well as like retailers that can help us with that distribution around the world. So what Ingram Spark, um, the birth of Ingram Spark, sorry. Can I, can I yeah. pause and just say like, tell us what, because you said POD real quick. and kind Yeah, print on demand. So t- tell, us, tell us a little bit how, about how that revolutionized things to begin with. Yeah, so what what makes uh, print on demand a bit different is that, um, I guess you could say what, back in the day, uh, it was quite expensive, right, in terms of housing inventory, right? So uh, there were, we would have thousands and thousands of books and inventory. And then like there's uh, returns that you may potentially get from, from, you know, downstream retailers, but then there's also like the over ordering aspect. So in terms of trying to introduce a model that was not just innovative, but also 
um, reflect, you know, sustainability. We moved towards this print-on-demand model that was really the brainchild uh, of John Ingram at the time. Um, and uh, what 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 we do is instead of having like those print files, right, and copies of, of those titles, we have digital files of those. And those are submitted to us. We have catalogs from, you know, um, major publishers throughout the industry, as well as independent authors and publishers, which is more my side of the business with Ingram Spark. But um, so we just have a, a catalog of over, you know, 16 million titles that we're able to then feed to the downstream market, but also... Uh, be able to supply uh, print orders to our existing customers, but also sort of um, what we call CDF, which is consumer direct fulfillment. So for some of those big retailers that, um, you know, you go on to um, target.com and order a book, you know, we can provide that fulfillment as well. So that to me was such reading the book at least. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about Ingram for just a second. Okay. Reading the book, I remember um, experiencing reading the book thinking, okay, wait, that was a huge point. Mm-hmm. Um, d- the development of the technology to be able to print on demand was huge. Mm-hmm. But it was also huge that they got the publishers to supply the digital files to them yeah. so that they could print. Because imagine the stewardship of the publisher of holding all the, that copyrighted material yeah. and saying, we're going to share this with you. Like we're going to give this to you in trust that you will be able to fulfill demand for it. Yeah. But it, 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 I mean, like it, it was just a tremendous act of trust on the part of the publishers, but Ingram had earned it, right? Like Ingram had earned that over years and yeah. years of being a yeah. faithful steward yeah. and a, a very, um, a terrific partner, I guess, yeah. with the publishers. Um, so that was a really interesting yeah. development over, I think, in the publishing industry. And so, so okay, so I, I just had to kind of pull that out of you and just like <laughs> talk about that for a minute. So then talk about, if you would, Ingram Sparks' position within that universe. Yeah, so in 2013, uh, Robin Cutler, the former um, director of Ingram Spark, uh, definitely big stilettos to fill. Um, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so uh, as a part of Lightning Source, you know, she she came over from a competitor of ours um, and really helped build this um, this indie program, which we call um, Ingram Spark, and it's uh, really a SaaS. It's a platform that has leveraged a lot of the B two B system softwares relationships that we have on the business side with bigger pl- publishers, and now we've been able to to leverage that in order to create a. Um, an online solution for authors, any person, any, you know, independent publishers, any writer just around the world who wants to publish their book, get it into the downstream market. So it's pretty cool, you know, because it's like innovation on innovation. It's always iterative. So <laughs> oh, iterative. That's, oh, I'm going to have to look that word up. Iterative. That's good. But so uh, you just said a mouthful, and there were a lot of acronyms in there. Um, oh, but uh, so B two B was business to business. business. I heard yeah. that. But what was SAS? You said SaaS. It's uh, software as a service. Software as a service. Okay. Mm-hmm. So meaning that um, I, as an a writer, mm-hmm. can access your software, your your proprietary software, your proprietary services online, yeah. so that I can self publish essentially. Yeah, you my can book. design your book. Um, you can. Um, upload your title, write your metadata, 
Um, there's ways in which you can market your book. Um, and, you know, that's the space in which Ingram Spark, uh, where I want it to exist and continue to exist, especially as we say sort of what's next for the business. We can't answer what's next for the business unless we take a step back and say what's next for our author or what's next for that independent publisher. Because a good, you know, I will say with Ingram Spark, our uh, majority of our accounts and sort of frontless content is newer content. You know, so um, so it's it means it's coming from new writers, new people that have never been within the you know independent publishing space. But so it's important when they enter into you know the uh, the indie space or into the Ingram Spark environment that we help them answer what's next. So our mission is to empower content creators right around the globe, and mm, we're able to do that. That is, I love that word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I mean it's like the true essence of just sort of that indie spirit, you know, like intellectual property, it's yours, like, let's just put a voice to it, you know. Um, But so as a part of our mission to really empower content creators, it's important that we continue to grow the SaaS platform, right, in a way that truly helps um, our authors market themselves bit better, have discoverability within the marketplace, right? And truly grow, right? Um, gain some of these like professional uh, publishing characteristics without losing that um, that independent spirit. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, boy, you just popped all the, my brain is like <laughs> pop rocks in my brain right now. Pop, 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 so many things. Because I have to just confessionally say that you know, having grown up, mm-hmm. and I say grown up, we write, but spent the last like 28 years in the trade book industry, really working for HarperCollins and Simon Schuster, which are some of the bigger mm-hmm. publishers. So there was a, I was posturing in those spaces. This is just full confession, mm-hmm. posturing in those spaces to say that, hey, come with me, author, come, come. Uh, yeah. Surrender, <laughs> surrender your your intellectual your property over here. But 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 in I think in a beneficent way, you know, saying, I want to help you mm-hmm. become discovered. I want to, he- or, you know, if they're already discovered, I want to help you publish your work better. And, and that's truly my heart is, yeah. is to, um, to, to be an advocate for authors, to help them have, um, better content by mm-hmm. way of interacting with it as an editor to help them package it in such a way that it is arresting yeah. right, and for the consumer to help them distribute it in a way that is, you know, available to the widest possible market, right. market it in a way that is, um, um, highly consumable that people really want to consume it. So as an editor, or as a publisher, those were some of my concerns and, and yeah. my desires. And I would, and in the process, I wasn't being duplicitous about this, but we were making a profit, me and my my parent company. We were making a, a good profit and giving back to the author mm-hmm. maybe 18% of the royalties that came in. I mean, it, it, it's not a, always a very yeah. healthy number. There's a very distinct difference when you're an independently published author. You have all the responsibility for all those things. You have a responsibility for editorial. You have mm-hmm. the responsibility for packaging. You have the responsibility for what else did I design, say? Dis- design. Proofreading. <laughs> all the things. You're yeah. the CEO of your entire yeah. career. Every bit of the product yeah. is your responsibility. And that terrifies me to a degree mm-hmm. as an, as a, as somebody who loves writers. Um, in what way can Ingram Spark be um, helpful in, in those ways. 
Yeah. The, I think the obvious answer there is like lower barrier to entry, right? So because there's a lower barrier to entry, it does require a lot of education. So although we are we provide the the means to the end by by by, you know, using our platform to set up your title, you can also use our platform for uh tons of just educational resources, right? And try and tr- trying to understand new terms, right? Within because a lot of a lot of the terms that we even use within indie, like they were established in the traditional publishing marketplace. So understanding returnability, understanding, you know, market discounts, um, understanding like why metadata is important. And, and how can to, you tell us what that is, metadata? Yeah. So metadata That's is, a, is kind ba- of a, like a <laughs> sounds like a Silicon Valley word to to most of us, I think. <laughs> It's it's basically it's just the classification and of, of fields and data points right that is used to um, describe your title in the market right so librarians use it um, it's how similar to how like search ranking works for Google right it's it's the same type of backend content that helps us that us as the consumer, as a reader, discover your content. It also helps, um, like I said, libraries, businesses classify your content. So if it's like young adult, young adult fiction, um, it's where you would provide a, you know, a description of, uh, of your title. Um, including categories and, and categories, price, things all of, of that nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's like thousands and thousands of, uh, metadata fields, um, I know fiction uh, often novelists have such a hard time with summary. Oh yeah. So like the, you know you say to a novelist, "What's your book about?" And they they go, "Oh gosh, it is seventy thousand words." And you want to talk about that in you like gotta one have your sentence, pitch. and then right, you have to have your other bit, but then ask them to do metadata. Oh yeah. dear, oh dear, oh, yeah. that's going to be. Do- I mean, not not all novelists, but a great many of them have trouble oh, yeah, getting down sure. to that molecular. Yeah, data points as you you so aptly called them. It's just um, I will say so when, when I talk about like that lower barrier to entry, I That's think a great it's like phrase, we can con- continue. It we have educational resources to help a person. The thing is with Spark is that we have multiple people in their you know along in different places, different milestones of their publishing journey. So it's hard to be. Provide provide answers, provide resources to all, but we we do try and um, try and do that. And then on the other side of it, where you have like what we just discussed is someone completely new to writing, completely new to independent publishing. You do have writers that are part of uh, like a bigger publishing house, right? But it's they maybe where they're uh, yeah. hybrid. They're doing their career as hybrid. They do both independent publishing yeah, and Yeah, because if they if they're if their catalog within that publishing house is to a specific genre or type of content. Like we see a lot of uh, a lot of the some prolific authors break out and set up their independent catalogs where they may start with like children's books or things like that. Um genre yeah, outside yeah. of the genre that yeah. they're established in. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've had I mean on the Writer Fest podcast I know we have had two authors who are published by the big three mm-hmm. Who, mm-hmm. Um, who also have independent publishing programs going. It's just a way for, and, and I'll just say, it's J.T. Ellison mm-hmm. and Jenny Hale. Mm-hmm. And they talked about how it allowed them some um, learning opportunities yeah. to watch what is happening in real time when they mess around with mm-hmm. the metadata mm-hmm. and when they change price point. 
on their independent published books um, because they don't have access to that information on the traditional publishing side. There are things that are static or, or things that are even malleable and moving around on their traditionally published side, but they have not, they don't have control over. So Mm -hmm. they, they shared on the show that they like to be able to move those levers or levers, Mm -hmm. levers, those levers (laughs) around on the board, um, like an engineer, right? Like moving things around to see what's the net effect. If I drop this price or if I change this, this, uh, phrasing, or if I, um, yeah. So there's a lot of learning that I'm just bringing it up to say, there's a lot of learning to be done and actually dollars left on the table, right? Can you talk, talk about that a little bit? I mean, what you just described is when, when we look at, you know, the publishing industry as a whole, and I lump indie into that, right? The publish, the IQ of that industry has now, I'd say leveled up, right? It's oh, that's cool. I love hearing that. Right? That's because now there's there's not such a knowledge gap or knowledge disparity there, right? Between like um, tr- traditional publishing. Now you have you know what we what we have is hybrid, and then of course like indie, right? So there's more people intro- being introduced within that space, and because. Uh, you know, the knowledge is not necessarily so fragmented. We're now able to so really just level up as an industry. Wow. So you just said so much just now. <laughs> That's really helpful. And it actually is a salve to my conscience because I have had this sense in which I feel like I have almost, um, apologies to my friends who are still at the big three or five, um, I have felt like I was maybe culpable and a little bit of a, like a little bit of a maybe negative situation. Maybe I was culpable in that. And what you've just said really helps, like I said, assuage my conscience because I feel like perhaps what has happened has been just a natural evolution Mm -hmm. of things where the power disparity has been rectified in Mm -hmm. some ways. Like Mm -hmm. I, I didn't mean to be kind of elitist or whatever, but there is this elitist thing that was happening for many decades in the, in the trade book publishing world where it was like, like you said, barrier to entry was really high only because there were only so many people working in that space. And the profit mm-hmm. was on just yeah. to be very clear, like honest, the mar- profit margin is not, not great in, tra- in trade book publishing. Like if you want to invest your money somewhere, I highly recommend not putting it into <laughs> trade book publishing because it's like maybe 3% return on investment. But um, so there were very few slots to be had. Yeah. And as an acquiring editor, I wanted everybody to be able to play, but I couldn't. I mean, I only had so many slots to fill. So having left that industry yeah. seven, eight years ago, I don't know how many years ago, but um, there's been so much change. And I've seen, okay, there is so much to be said for independent publishing. And maybe I was doing the wrong thing, steering people toward my group of yeah. publishers. Um, but when, what you've said has made me think, okay, well, really it hasn't, not so much that it was the wrong thing to do at the time. It's just a new consideration now yeah. to say, let's look at the landscape and see what's right for you, writer. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break because I want to tell you guys that today's podcast is sponsored by our friends at Redbird Social, providing digital marketing and social media management for writers, publishers, and personal brands. Go to redbirdsocial.com and click the button for your free consultation today. I did, and I'm glad I did.
you know, we talked a little bit about earlier when you first got here, we were, we were kind of chatting about when you came to Writer Fest mm-hmm. last fall and um, your experience of like meeting people who were in the songwriting space, the film writing, sp- the screenwriting space and the, the book writing space. There, there are all kinds of people who participate in that Writer sure. Fest dialogue. Um, have you seen a lot of genre crossing over at Ingram Sparks? Do people try, like get out of their ordinary lane and do new things at Ingram Spark? Well, again, like the majority of uh, people coming into uh, Ingram Spark are like newer authors, right? But I think, yeah, mm-hmm. once someone has established a pretty, you know, decent backlist, maybe two, three titles in, yeah, you'll begin to, especially like I mentioned earlier, people dabbling into um, children's books, right? Mm. Um, I think that that's becoming more and more popular as well as sort of, you um, uh, you know, sci-fi, romance, thriller, that type of content. But, um, yeah, you see people, you do see people crossing over, but, um, I mean, to go back to, you referred to like an elitism, right? Between in, in traditional publishing. Um, yeah. I mean, traditional publishing used to call, right. They used to use the word vanity press, right? Which was disparaging clearly. But you will see in indie content, like there are certain standards, right, that have been set in, tra- in traditional publishing, right, that we're trying to be, have, um, we want to adopt or see more more adopted within the indie space, right? So sometimes, like, page flow won't, uh, to the reader or to the eye, like, you, that's something that is just, like, standard in terms of um, um, how to publish a book or design a book, right? So you don't, as an independent publisher, you may not necessarily know that if you don't know someone within traditional, right? So you'll see book design quality be a bit different. You'll see like pricing off and things Mm -hmm. like that. So it's like, um, so it's not necessarily more so, yeah, you do see see a lot of um, experimenting in terms of type of content and switching genre, but you'll see more more experimentation as as authors are trying to get their footing into into in terms of understanding their audience, how to best display that through a title, how to best display that through their marketing. So, um, yeah, I mean, to, I, I wanted to answer a question about genre, genre, but um, I think like we see experimentation in other ways. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> so, so are there? Does Ingram Spark um, have? I've never, I've never played with the platform before. Okay. I, should, I probably yeah. should go in there and play a little bit more. Um, but well, is it a, um, are, are there templates that you? Yeah, we do have a, a book building tool where you can come and design your book. You can convert your book um, to ebook. So from like a P to E right now, um, we're currently working on a hardcover conversion. Um, that I mean, that's the other thing in which like Lightning Source came up with this POD model. We've done it for paperback and like we've we're holding firm in, in hardcover, which is not easy to do, right? So to be able to have a platform that makes it that can can support that sort of uh, manufacturing model. Yes. And then have a platform that can make it very easy for people to design, you know, write their book, uh, work through um, you know, plot development, character organization. Um you know, also. Whoa, res- wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. So are they developing the book while they're integrate? In, they can. In, mm-hmm. um, I don't uh, Utilizing your. They can. Yeah. Because in my brain, I had it like you finish the manuscript and then you take it to Ingram Spark. That's the majority you, of people. 
But okay. we do have a book building tool that, yeah, is that that we launched at the end of last year. But yeah, you can design, right? You know, drag and drop photos. We have, you know, we're integration with Getty Stock. So, and then you can Me- also, meaning that the photographs yeah. are available, mm-hmm. the, the image, yeah, so uh, what you call them. royalty free. Yeah. Oh, okay, you mm-hmm. license them. You get, there's some royalty free, and then you can do some licensing. So. And just to be clear, I just want to get this on the record. Anything that you put as a as an author, anything that I put into Ingram Spark, I own the copyright for. Mm-hmm. Like this, it does not. You guys mm-hmm. don't. Unless it's like flagged as public domain or something. Sure, sure. <laughs> something like the reason that. I bring it up is just because recently I had a an author come to me that I worked with her to publish at a certain mm-hmm. publishing house is now out of print and the publisher doesn't have any plans to do anything with it, um, and she she wants it back, but it's too bad because she's it's still available. I mean, for printing yeah. from them ostensibly, but yeah. they're just not printing. <laughs> I mean, th- and I just felt like, oh, you're being held hostage. That makes yeah. me sad. I wish she'd gone originally with Ingram Spark instead of that. Or write it in me. your terms, right? So that after so many years, like you get all files, you know, ISBNs, all of that transfers over to you. That fight for that in yeah. your contract. Oh, yeah. You mean, yeah. See, I was on the other side of that contract when the contract was written, so I would not have allowed that at the time. But who knew that Ingram Spark would be available now? You know, this was years ago, so so that's really cool. Do you have these books printed out in your office? Like, is there some place that is um, in your um, in the Ingram? Yeah, so you do right outside my office. There's this beautiful um, bookshelf, and we switch those out with like. not just Spark titles, but like popular lightning source titles, which is great. Um, but yeah, like when I first started at Ingram in October 2020, I came into my office and it was just like filled with every single, you know, any any Ingram Spark book you could think of. Just so that, you know, you can get a feel for, um, you know, what you're working, like what you're helping to produce, what you're helping others bring to life, which is, is pretty amazing, you know. Like you didn't you didn't think that you could, the books could, I mean, I guess, yeah, you, you know, that books can mean so much, right. But it's, it's from a different lens, right. It's not from the lens of a reader. Now it's sort of, um, in a, in a way, you know, I'm helping make that happen, which is, of course you are. I never thought, you know, I would be saying, I mean, I'm new to the, to this industry, right. So I, years ago, I, worked for Lonely Planet, but more on the sales and business development, sort of an IT side. And my background is consumer marketing, content marketing research. So it's heavily tied to, you know, content. But my background is more um, from an IT, you know, app, app development, software development as well. And that's sort of where this, where Spark it, I believe, you know, Ingram felt like Spark needed both approaches, right? So help from consumer branding, understanding our audience, understanding what our authors and indies need, but then from a tech, technological standpoint, what's the infrastructure in the t- to get us there? So oh, You're the right person for the job. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. What a unique challenge. Oh, yeah. It's a There's nobody else in the world who has a job like you. What a – that's amazing. So how do you stay inspired? What are – let's kind of – let's talk about that a little bit. Like, obviously, you love authors. Mm-hmm. You love writers mm-hmm. like I do. I yes. just am so – I get goo-goo-eyed like, oh, you're a writer. <laughs> I mean, it's been 30 years and I'm still yeah. like, oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, it really does excite me to talk about people who create 
anything that's with the written word. It's just so exciting. So let's talk about what it, it lights your fire. What are you reading and who, what gets you excited about the writing world? Well, in terms of just like artists, right, which are not yeah. in the traditional sense. So Lena Waithe and Cynthia Revo, right, are two people. Lena Waithe from more of like a television and film um, side, but also Cynthia Revo just wrote her first children's book as well. But those are more sort of artists and musicians that are da- that are trying to help bridge songwriting, film, and just traditional publishing together. But from a reader standpoint, like I'm currently um, – I'm finishing Nickel Boys by um, Colson Whitehead right, right now. Um, I really enjoy Ta-Nehisi Coates. Um, mm. I'm also um, currently in the middle. It's a anthology uh, by Tanya Burke, um, Tarana Burke, sorry, and Brene Brown. Uh, you are the best thing. It's a, like a collection of essays, uh, just regarding like resiliency understanding your race and where it sits, you know, within um, really just the, the sociopolitical world, uh, makeup of the world that we have today. But um, yeah, so I feel like those yes. are like really deep. <laughs> those are all deep books. And there were four of them, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And yeah. you're reading all four at the same time? Are they no, on I'm different only platforms? Reading, so I'm only reading currently right now, just reading uh, Tarana Burks and Brene Brown's You Are the Best Thing, as well as Colson Whitehead's um, Nickel Boys. I like to pick up a lot of things. And then, so I am doing an audio of Think Again by Adam Grant. Um, yeah. That's like been a great one. I have another one, I too. think you're like the third person yeah. on the podcast to yeah. mention Think Again. That's my like going into work audio yeah. book. And then I come out and then I want to, you know... Sort of do something else besides well, listening to well, audio. <laughs> I want to, you know, like fill, re, you know, refill myself. So pour into me. So I'll go into more of like a self help or you know that type of book. <laughs> How about you? How about me? What yes. am I reading? Uh, let's see. Um, audio. I'm listening to Jordan B. Peterson's Twelve Rules for Life. Okay, which is I've heard. I, I mean, I just to be honest, I thought that's such a simplistic title that that cannot be, but it was such a huge bestseller. So I thought I I need to read it and I picked it up and it was enormous. (laughs) So I'm listening to it on audio instead. And it is fantastic. It's beautiful integration of like sociology. I mean, he's a psychologist, so it's sociology and psychology and um, science. And I mean, there's just so much packed into this book and uh, each chapter is so deep. And I'm I'm thinking, I'm not smart enough. (laughs) I, I don't know if I'm smart enough to follow this, but it's excellent. Um, and then at night, because I was like, I write during the day. So mm-hmm. I'm reading to write, right? So, um, but at night I'm reading Lisa Donovan's um, book. It's a memoir. It's um, Our Lady of Perpetual Hunger. Okay. Lady of Perpetual yes. Hunger. yes, yes, and, yeah. Um, and yeah. And then I just finished, like, I, I'm always like, I try to, toggle back and forth between fiction and nonfiction at yeah. night. And the last fiction book I read was before this was A Cabin in the Woods mm-hmm. by Leanne Smith. Mm-hmm. And um, that was an independently published book and thought it was fantastic, really well done. Um, so what kind of music do you like? Um, I, you know, like Neo Soul. I'm an old soul. Neo Soul. I'm very, yeah, old. So my favorite group of all times is Mavis Staples and the Staples Singers. Oh, like nice. I'm a very... Um, old school. L- lately, I've been listening to uh, Babel Gilberto, the port, the Portuguese um, 
artist, yeah, out of Brazil, I want to say. Um, her father is Gal Gilberto, I think. Yeah. So I've been listening to her. And is, oh. does she sing? Sing? Does she sing? Does she sing in what yeah, language? Yeah, both both English and Portuguese. Yeah. Um, but also, I do like I have rehearsal tonight. Um, I'm preparing for contests. I do Sweet Adeline's Women's Barbershop, so Metro Nashville Chorus, and then I have a quartet. So, oh my, that is <clears throat> a like, whole new like we're peeling the onion. <laughs> Look at what we're getting to with Paige Allen right now. That's so cool. So I wish you would see. Oh no, no, that's not happening. <laughs> I want to come to that performance. That sounds yeah, we amazing. We actually have a, a send-off show for contests here. I want to say the 22nd. I'm, I may be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's like think about Pitch Perfect. And that's it. I mean. My heart is like three <laughs> times like, yay, I love that. That is so cool. Yeah, it's fun. I've been doing it uh, since my senior year of high school. So almost 10 years, 12 years. Oh, <laughs> oh, honey, you're just a baby. Wait, I <laughs> so good. It's like double digits now. Okay. Do you yeah. guys have a podcast? Does Ingram Spark have a podcast? We do. We haven't had a new season. Um, the plan is to do a new season this year with my um, senior manager, Benjamin Hughes out of the UK, make it open it to, to, so that we can bring on more global um, US and yeah global authors, right? Um, I just feel like I could be so educated by you guys. So there's probably a lot of great content in the yeah, the, the archives, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, what's the sure. name of the podcast? Uh, Go Publish Yourself. Go Publish Yourself? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Was that your predecessors? <laughs> Go Publish Yourself. <laughs> yeah. Robin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's your legacy right there. <laughs> Yeah, she and um, Justine Bilo. They, oh, like, I know yeah, Justine. They yeah, that. they both yeah. came to Writer Fest yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah, before before <laughs> the one where you were, obviously. Um, well, thank you so much for being with us yeah. today. This has been really helpful and informative. Great. And boy, I hope you'll come back to Writer Fest oh, this fall. You know, I don't know if, if you've heard, but we've got John T. Edge coming. Oh wow! So yeah, wow. So he's yeah. our first that we've announced our first keynote. Speaker. I'd come back without without John. <laughs> Because you love us. <laughs> Good. Because no, be we loved having you. You no, were you were a hit. We we great. loved having you. That's why we brought you on the podcast because you were <laughs> such a hit. So Paige, this has been so good. And and I would really like to give our, our listeners an opportunity to find and follow you. Like where can they where can they get in touch? Yeah, you can always reach me on Instagram. Um, my handle is Ingram Spark, page A. Um, and always on LinkedIn as well, um, page Paige Allen, uh, Nashville, Tennessee. So I uh, would love to hear from you all. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah. We appreciate it. It's great it. to be here. Thank you. You've been listening to the RiderFest podcast. For more information, see RiderFestNashville.com and follow us on our socials. Okay.